Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Tim, first of all, thank you for being on with us. We're honored to have you on um, on the podcast as well, because, well, we've been talking about you for a long time. We've been following you mm-hmm. for a while, but um, not only are we so excited to see Sound of Freedom and to send everybody we know to see it as well, this is kind of a full circle moment for us because we started this podcast, it's called Just Think, to encourage people to think beyond headlines and narratives and to look deeper into issues that were going on across the world um, after 2020. And the three of us came from across the political spectrum, uh, but I think most of us would say our heads were kind of in the sand. And 2020 is when we all kind of really woke up to corruption, to the way stories are told and what information is put out there and what information is suppressed. And what woke us up, well, especially Kristen and Amy, by the way, um, was basically child trafficking. That was the, the information that we didn't have prior to 2020 that when we got it made us go, wait, why, why don't we know this? Why is it this? Why is it this headlines every day? And Kristen and Amy, I'll let you guys share with Tim real quick, kind of your personal story with him, because it really is full circle. The podcast kind of started out of this this awareness, and here we are getting to talk with you today. So, do you guys want to tell him how you found him, Amy? You yes. can start, like with the okay. whole Wayfair thing. <laughs> yes. So, the craziest thing: twenty twenty, COVID. We're all home. Information's just coming in all over the place. We don't know what's going on. And somehow, Kristen and I came across this story, and you probably remember that it kind of went viral for a while over the internet about the Wayfair and trafficking children through the Wayfair website. And we're like, you know, the furniture website. And we're like, wait, what? We're trying to like make heads or tails of the story. And somehow we started diving in and trying to learn like, is this true? How could this be? Do people actually buy and sell people through websites that all of us think are just innocent and we use for buying products? And we came across a video of yours. And I think you spoke to it a little bit. It was just like, you know, I don't know if this is with the Wayfair thing specifically, but this does happen. And we just, you were like the first really credible voice in the trafficking, mm-hmm. you know, movement that we were like, okay, we're following this guy. And so we dove right, right into your stuff. We held um, fundraisers and I'll let Kristen talk oh. about that. We have a business that we held a fundraiser for our rescue and, um, and we just have been following you ever since. And just, you've been our, our solid main voice and learning more about human trafficking and just trying to wrap our minds around the whole thing. Well, thank you. That's so good <laughs> here and thanks for supporting. Um, yeah, that that creates so many questions. That video I talked about, I ended up uh, executive producing a, mo- a documentary. We probably haven't marketed it that well, but we're hopefully in the sound, in the wake of Sound of Freedom, but it's called, it's happening right here. It's on Amazon Prime, so go check it out if you haven't mm. seen it. Because we talk okay. about what it is, how it actually is happening. We give specific examples of how every social media platform, every, it's just access points, right? We just, where are the access points where predators can get to our kids? Back in the old days, it was playgrounds and parks. Not anymore. Right. Now it's every social media platform you can imagine. It's, it's on every single one of them. And now that the world's so pornified and, and, and people are so sexualized, uh, by porn, and now kids are being sexualized, not only from social media, but hey, when you're, th- when you're in third grade, they're going to kick you off by telling you it's all good and cool by giving you sex ed books that's nothing but a primer for pornography. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so it's, it's, it's frightening to me. I, 
we, we just took down a huge um, pedophile, international pedophile ring last year. It's, um, it's going to be uh, documented in a, in a docuseries called Hidden War. I don't know if you saw it went viral with Mel Gibson. It said Mel Gibson was doing a docuseries. Yes. So that's, yes. He's not producing it, but he's consulting. He's in it. Tony Robbins actually is producing it. And I mean, I'll send you guys a link. It's like 90% done. But we, 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 we took down um, an entire pedophile ring. And I started analyzing their platform because this ring is a political party out of Holland. They were trying to legalize sex with children. They thought a three-year-old should be able to consent to having sex. Uh-huh. They were arrested in 2020, um, their, their, their leadership, and they f- became fugitives. Well, I was back in Ukraine in February 2022 uh, looking for children just to re- get them out of orphanages that were like being bombed and things. And while we were there, we came across that group that they were trying to take advantage of, of, of war victim children. Oh my gosh! Where their heads are, they're hiding in Mexico City. They they have a child sex hotel in Canoa, Ecuador. So this it's phenomenal. This it's in four months we blow through six countries, three continents, take down this ring, and that's the hidden war. But but the alarming part was what we found about this group. And when they're they're, they have they have what I call them uh, pedophile network doctrines, like sexualizing kids is good, exposing kids to pornography is good. Uh, If parents don't agree, remove them. Let, let the state come in, uh, remove all things God and virtue from education. Cause that's just confusing to the kids. Consent. Kids should consent. These are a pedophile network. I call them pedophile doctrines that have been promoted for decades. Consent. Mm-hmm. A child should be able to consent to anything and all things. Now what's frightening about all the things I just said is there's a political agenda out there that's promoting all of those same things, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know what label to give it. Cause I, I, I get, I offend people every time I come up with call it leftist, godless, woke. I don't know what you want to call it. I don't care because I hate I hate politics of all kinds. I, yep. I just about right. truth, and the truth is our uh, the policies surrounding our children right now and the laws being codified around these concepts are making pedophiles salivate, and that's a problem yeah. to me. And that's oh, a problem. Tim, we have to tell everybody who you are too because we just jumped right in, and I think a lot of our audience is going to know exactly who you are. But yeah. in case they don't, guys, this is Tim Ballard. And if we are going to tell you to go see Sound of Freedom, that is the movie is written about his story and his experience working for more than a decade as a special agent of Department of Homeland Security, um, where he was assigned. And this is a real department to um, Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. And he was um, an undercover operative for the U.S. Child Sex Tourism Jump Team. And you'll see in the movie, and I'm sure Tim will talk about this, he transitioned over um, way beyond the, his government job, quit his job, because what he saw, he knew he would be limited in being able to actually help these children. He wanted to go in and really dismantle these rings and get these kids out of here. And that's a lot of what his story is about. I don't want to ruin the, the movie. I want you to go see it. but. He has this firsthand experience with child trafficking, sex exploitation, child pornography. I know, Tim, you'll share more about the hours and hours that you've watched of absolute horrific abuse and how you really feel a divine call um, and you have experienced the grace of God to do this job. Because I know for us three moms, when we hear you share what you have to look at, experience and faith, we, it's, it's almost unimaginable. And I think that's one reason we wanted to talk with you today is we want our audience to get more than just go see this movie and get informed and do something about this with all of us. But I want people to know you can't turn your mind off because it's uncomfortable. You can't close your eyes to this problem because it's disgusting. For most of us, the vast majority of us, this is so horrific and disgusting. And I know the movie does a really good job of telling the story without showing the story. And to your point, Tim, giving pedophiles, you know, material that they could get off on. Um, but I just think it's so important that people know this is happening and it's happening right here in the United States, right, Tim? This is not just a world problem. This is happening in our country. Is that not true? It's happening in our country. Like I talk about the, the uh, economy of pedophilia and if you gotta start with that. Where's the demand? Well, the United States is the number one consumer of child sex material and oftentimes number one producer. 
we are in the top three for the last three or four years. We're in the top three for destination countries for child trafficking, which is obvious because obviously if you can get the kids into the black market, you're going to make more money as opposed to having to wait for the black market to come to you. So -hmm. then when you look at that, everything starts falling into place. Why is it that over the last two years, 85,000 unaccompanied minors show up at our border? And, And if you look at the CBP numbers, I mean, thousands of these kids are under five years old. What's a three-year-old doing showing up alone at the port of entry? But I'll tell you what they all have in common. They have a little name. I have a piece of paper with a name in their pocket or, or you know, safety pin to their shirt. And it just says George Smith or, you know, Al Jones, whatever, and a phone number. Well, that's the sponsor. Now, Customs and Border Protection has no choice. They have to do what the policy states, which is turn the kids over to Health and Human Services. Health and Human Services puts the kids in a home. And as soon as they can, they call the number. Hello, we have little Jorge you know, Gonzalez here. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's my nephew, whatever. Yeah, um, now it used to be that they'd have to come down and sign for the kid. I, I'm going to tell you something. It is harder to, to adopt a cat from a shelter than it is to go down and collect the kid that you are the sponsor to. It's just like, you promise you're him? Yes, I promise. Okay, bye-bye. Now it's even worse. Now they don't have to come pick the kid up. Your taxpayer dollars will put the kid on a plane, train, or boat, or whatever, and your taxpayer dollars will pay for the last leg of what is likely a child trafficking uh, journey, evil, evil journey. And that's just in the last two years. You know, so this whole idea that it's so – border enforcement and walls are so – you know, it's, it's so uh, mean and it's so, no, the only mm-hmm. compassionate policy is border enforcement. You'll see in Sound of Freedom, the case picks up with the rescue of a little boy. It's happened. They filmed it on location at the Calexico, California West Port of Entry, where I, I was there when we took this little boy um, who was being trafficked by an American pedophile, a little Mexican kid, five years old. And I can say to you, like the wall saved that little boy. Because it forced the trafficker to take his chances through a place called the Port of Entry where trained women and men know what to look for. And they rescued that little boy, which led to the rescue of a dozen others. So um, this whole idea that take down the walls and, and let the people in because we're so kind. See, they're, they're flipping it around. I, I be- love them or hate them. I don't care. But there's something called the Trump derangement syndrome that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And, and what happens is things become political that never should have been. Democrats yes. did more of the wall than Republicans did. It was never partisan. We, uh, Those of us working on the border understood more walls, more rescues, more walls, more seizures of bad things like fentanyl that are killing our, 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 our people, our children. So that's all, we, it was all good. It was all just good and positive. Even my friends in Mexico, who I'm friends with the, some of the top uh, um, you know, politicians there, they, they agree. They're, the ones who are fighting human trafficking say, that wall is the last chance that you're going to save some of our kids. So uh. they they got to stop this. What they did with the Trump derangement syndrome is, oh, you're 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 just racist against mm-hmm. children of color or foreign kids because you don't want them into your country. No, the opposite is true. That wall and that board enforcement is actually the thing that's rescuing children who are foreign from falling into the pedophilic hands of white Americans. If you wanted to put mm-hmm. it into race, that's what's actually happening. We're protecting innocent children god's children because we don't care about borders and boundaries a kid is a kid no matter where and I, we let we should love them all the same we are protecting them from our sickos in, yes, in our exactly. but instead we're the whole arguments switched around and it's demonic what's being said and what's being done and you know the biden and harris they they, they can't claim ignorance i've been in rooms with them i have i've testified before then senate uh senator harris and she, they know this is bullcrap they know that walls save kids and border enforcement save kids. They know that 85,000 children. Imagine if, imagine if you found a child in any city in the United States, Orlando, New York, Salt Lake. I don't care. I don't care what, what blue or red. Any child shows up alone. They're going to go to child protection. And if someone says, oh, it's my kid, what, DNA tests, background tests, background checks, that kid is not getting released easily. Right. Yep. And we don't offer the same thing to foreign children. Who's the racist? If you want to go there, who who is yep. why is that kid being treated as lesser than in the name of acceptance and tolerance? And you're like, no, back Biden just canceled. We had the rapid DNA technology on being deployed, canceled the program a few weeks. Like why? Every chance, I, I mean, great question. It is a great <laughs> question. What are they gaining? They're gaining something 
They're, they're yes, willing to sacrifice the blood of children and the, and the lives of children for something. But what is that? Is it, I've heard, I've heard the idea floated that, well, if you let millions of people in, even though thousands of them will be children who get abused through some form of slavery in the United States, but if you let them in, then they're all going to vote for us someday. I mean, that's the yeah. only thing I never land on that makes that makes sense. Is, is it's, and, it's money and power, right? Like it's usually that's the incentive. It's money and power or both. And cheap and, labor too. I mean, there could be people on on the other side of the political spectrum who who, who don't care about or just like, hey, I I want cheap labor, so all these mm, benefits. But this is the problem. True. Children should be put first. Children should be given. Yes. You know, how many kids got sexually exploited because of the COVID shutdowns? March and April mm -hmm. of twenty twenty. We saw an increase of 2 million, 2 million uh, reports to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children happened in those months in excess of what happened the April and March of 2019. Why? Oh. Because you shut down schools. You shut down after-school programs. Mm -hmm. These keep kids safe. These things are built upon decades and centuries of experience about how to keep. That's why we created public schools. That's why we created sports programs. Because we learned after a long time, that's how you keep kids safe. You erase all of that. And you put them yeah. in front of a computer and it's harvest time for the pedophiles. And, mm -hmm. and, and what did we, what did, what was the exchange? The exchange was a, a virus that, that 99.9% .9 of teachers who were who under 65 and kids would survive anyway. But, but we, That's but right. we cost how many to the wolves of to how many pedophiles, we won't even know the damage. The damage won't come till later. We will, when we start seeing it manifest, but you can't have that many reports and not see something materialize in this hor horrific world. So, but kids can't, and this is the theme of Sound of Freedom to me, the film, because kids can't protest, kids can't riot, kids can't go online and tweet things out. They sit there and they, all they can do is look at us and pray to God that we do right by them. And we're not, mm -hmm. we, we don't put them mm -hmm. first at all. That's why we're letting them into the country. That's why we're sexualizing them in the, in the name of liberty and tolerance and sex education. We are destroying oh. children in this country because we don't put yeah. them first. And that's the theme to me of the film, Sound of Freedom. Oh, well, oh. And can we talk about the money involved too, Tim? Because I, that you shared a stat on a podcast recently, which by the way, Tim has a podcast now, which I think everybody's gonna wanna run to after, especially before and after seeing Sound of Freedom, because you talk about the movie and you clarify things within the movie, which I think is so great. But there was a stat that you shared about money, the money that's made off of, child trafficking yes, and child exploitation that blew my mind. Will you share that with our audience? Yeah, so there's two numbers you'll see. One is 150 billion and one is 32 billion. So what that is, is there's $150 billion made every year off of the backs of people who are enslaved. Um, and then there's, it's $32 billion a year is what's, it's, is what's made when you're actually selling the people, the persons, the bodies. So now to put some perspective on this, $150 billion is, I, I, that's yearly. With that money every year, the amount of money that's being uh, made off the backs of men, women, and children, slaves, you could buy every franchise, every Starbucks franchise in the world, buy every NBA team, and still have enough money to send every, every kid to college for four years in America. So the fact that this, like you said it earlier, how come this is not the headline? How come this is cast aside as something mm -hmm. people do? Well, the, the good news is I think people are recognizing it because um, now Disney once owned Sound of Freedom, and their plan was to shelve it, and we got it we got it back from from them. Interestingly, oh. interest but poetic justice perhaps we are competing with Disney right now this weekend. So Indiana Jones came out this weekend, right? So in the theaters where Sound of Freedom is competing because they have more theaters than we do, but we're actually growing quite a bit. But in the theaters where we compete, which is I think 2,500-ish theaters, the Sound of Freedom sold more tickets on opening weekend of Indiana Jones than Indiana Jones did, and our movie's not even out yet. So wow. there's over wow. a million people who have bought tickets already. Just yesterday, yesterday they sold 900,000 tickets. So yep. what does that say to me? That the silent majority is waking up, and, mm -hmm. and, they're, and they're going to things of light, and they want to yeah. stand up for children, and they're done with this this other side of things that they, it seems like it's half the country, but it's probably much less. They just, you know, they're, they're just yeah. loud over there and they have blue hair. So it gets people's attention. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's one of the things I was going to ask you. I wanted to ask, um, you know, I know you've been doing this work for a long time, like six years, seven years, eight years ago. 
um, you know, you've probably been putting messages out there and they haven't been received quite like they are now. I mean, you, you're exploding, like we found you in 2020, we found our, our rescue and, um, and now you have a movie. Like, what do you think in your perspective, like what's the catalyst, like what changed, what in our society changed that you think that like caused everyone to kind of run towards wanting to find out more? So it's interesting because this movie was done and ready to come out in 2020. Yeah, but I remember hearing about this and I was like, when is it coming? When is it coming? Yeah, it was done. <laughs> so COVID shut down that and then it got, and then after COVID, they started, and then Disney owned it because Fox owned it. Disney bought Fox. Disney didn't want to do anything with it. So then it, it was just this whole thing to get it freed up. But it was all God's timing because when they made this film, even in 2020, people weren't talking about it. They weren't ready to hear it yet. But people yeah. are ready to hear it. I, I was on the Hill, Capitol Hill, and they asked me to talk about the border um, just, just like a week ago, two weeks ago. And they said, why can't we, we, we can't wake the other side up? No one wants to hear that kids are being exploited this way. They're being, and I told them, you're, you're, you're not going about the message right. The timing right now is God's timing for children. Why? Because the threat has never been like this before. The spiritual warfare is real yes. for the first time, I think, in the history of America, children are in the crosshairs. So I told them, right. you, you can't just talk about the 85,000 missing children. You can't just, you've got to also talk about simultaneous to that, the, sex, the sexualization of our kids, the material being given to our kids, or how <laughs> kids are being given the, the ability to consent to, to gender mutilation, which is just one step away from consenting to sex with a pedophile adult, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and, 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 you know, the idea that, you know, you can't, we get beat up by like magazines like Vice magazine. They lie about us. They try to discredit me. And then they put out a story the next week about don't call them pedophiles, call them minor attractive persons. Right. Right. So there's this whole thing. You can't just look at one of them. I told them you've got to look at all of them for the first time in the history of America. Children are in the crosshairs. And that's why God waited for right now. So the threat was was bubbling enough that people are seeing it so that when Sound of Freedom comes out, they sense this is this is the solution. This is something we need to look at. This is a movie that will begin when you leave the theater. That's the hope. Oh, yes. Oh and you know, something else I heard you share, too, and I think it might have been with Candace Owens, but because I, I really identify with this kind of feeling more like a libertarian at heart. Right. Which is we all hate all three of us hate politics, too. You're in good company. We hate the parties. We just the whole thing is gross. Yeah, right. Both sides. Um, yeah. It's all gross, both sides. And but having a libertarian heart, which is kind of this like we gotta learn to live and let live a little bit so that you know it, you have you can protect some measures of freedom for, for everyone. But you said, you know, the, the challenge like with pornography, for example, we might have said, you know, at one point, hey, well, I mean it's pornography. Ah, yeah, it's not my thing, but somebody else is doing it, like, you know, I mean, freedom of speech, right? But you said the problem is it's the slippery slope conversation, which is you open the door to something that then opens the door to something else. And what we know for sure is that pornography has opened the door to child pornography, child abuse, child trafficking, right? That there's a direct correlation there. And that we do have to revisit our kind of our ideologies about things of like, well, yes, if you allow this, you have to be aware that then this is the consequence of that. And so child pornography, I mean, we know has been a problem for quite some time. I don't think that's shocking to any American that child pornography is a problem. People go to jail for it, quote, all the time. We see it on the news. What we don't hear about and haven't heard about really until I feel like the last few years is the trafficking aspect. How are they connected, Tim? For the average person who doesn't understand, how are these, how do these worlds coexist? How do they work together? Well, um, so the question that has to be asked is how is it possible that there's 2 million children in the commercial sex trade? There's many more, by the way, that that's the commercial sex. The vast majority of kids get abused outside the commercial aspect of it, mm. sex abuse, child abuse. Why do people want to have sex with kids? Well, the answer is pretty obvious and Hollywood doesn't want, doesn't want you to talk about it. Sex addiction. People are sex addicted. And if you understand how pornography works on the brain, pornography mm. is like a gateway drug. It's like, it's like marijuana. You, you can take marijuana for, you know, and you get, you get, it's not even about the naked images at, at one point. It's not even about the weed or whatever. It's about the chemical reaction. And frankly, the chemical reaction, when you look at porn is very similar to that. When you look at, when you're smoking weed or any drug, it is a dopamine effect. The dopamine drops, the endorphins, and you become addicted. It's highly addictive. 
I mean, it's godly if, if used in the right relationship and marriage and so right. forth. That's why God puts it there. But when you use it and abuse it, it becomes an addiction mm. and you can't even have sex with your spouse anymore. Like I've, I've talked mm. to people who, who are so addicted that their, 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 their bodies don't even work unless they're sitting in front of a screen and masturbating, you know, mm. like they, they can't even see it any other way. So what happens to a lot of these brains, like with marijuana, the dopamine chemical reaction stops working because your body's getting too accustomed to it. So you, you go from marijuana to crack cocaine, heroin, because you want that reaction. Same in the porn world. You look at adult yeah. legal porn for so long and the dopamine starts to waver. It can't keep up. So you have to shock the system. Mm. What, do I, what, what will shock my brain into giving me more? Whatever I yeah. need. And they turn to children eventually fetishes weird yeah. things and then it's like what about 8 17 what about 15 well, what if i try 12 all of a sudden they're in this world of i mean in the last six years alone uh oh my gosh and so there you there's your answer pornography and oh maybe mm -hmm. a small percentage of of porn users actually like get to that place of addiction like an alcoholic right it's like only a small percentage become alcoholics. They can responsibly drink. Well, it, it doesn't matter because the people using porn, the number is so high that that small fraction that's getting into that world is enough to create yeah. a demand that requires 2 million children, at least, <laughs> to be abused <sighs> and be used. So that's exactly, I'm glad you point. I'm very libertarian too, but like, like mm -hmm. me and, you mentioned Candace, but like me and um, Dennis Prager got into a debate. I was with him. And he, and he, cause I'm libertarian and so is he. And he was talking about legalizing like, like prostitution. And I said, look, I, I, I don't care. I don't think, I don't, I don't agree with it on a moral level, but that's not for me to say if an adult wants to pay a woman and she consensually, what are you talking about? Who's the government has nothing to do with that. I said, but my problem is I would never criminalize anyone who's a sex worker. Um, and he liked that cause he agrees too. He, he thinks it's repulsive on a moral level. But I said, the problem is you're creating sex markets. You know, if yeah. you're a pedophile looking to rape children, you're going to go to Amsterdam. You're going to go to Vegas. You're going to go to places where the laws allow for adult sex to be, to be, you know, a transaction. Yeah. And so again, put kids first. If you put kids first, you wouldn't have had this COVID shutdowns. If you, if you put kids mm -hmm. first, you'd be deploying all sorts of money into educating people about the dangers of pornography. If you put kids first, you would not be legalizing sex work not because you don't think they have the right to do it, to do that and they shouldn't be criminalized the 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 the, you know, the sex workers shouldn't but because kids get hurt so nelson mandela said to know the soul of a nation just look at how they treat kids we treat kids in america like dogs and i know it's hard there's no way talking about no we don't well not every, our policies are showing that enough of us yeah. do we treat yeah. them like dogs and and for our own self gratification or whatever it is that we're agenda we're pushing we're not or, yeah. or just ignorance we're not paying attention to them if you pay attention to them you'll start making the right decisions in so many areas that you think are even unrelated to kids right that's exactly right well i i do want you to share this story because one uh amy Kristen, and i have all said that we can listen to you talk and feel emotional and um, the topic itself just rips at our mother's hearts but we we know um, that you are clearly called to do what you've done. And it's just like you talked about God's timing with the movie, um, God's timing in your own life from being a little boy with your brother who almost kidnapped, right? You 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 had a situation where you and your brother had guys roll up in a van and and try to abduct you, right? And you and you right. and you got away. That that being a kind of a pivotal moment in your life where obviously God used that for good in your life to bring you to a point where down the road he was really going to use you and ways to do something that I think a lot of us, Tim, because we don't have the grace that God has given you to see the things and to do the things that you do. But would you share the story? Um, first of all, you're a father, I think of nine, is it nine kids? Okay, so you put your money where you you really do care about the kids. <laughs> but there was, when you, when you were uh, on your mission and uh, maybe it was Columbia and um, I love, I would love for you to share this story with our listeners one, I want them to hear how Americans are involved overseas, how you can go in undercover and, and it's normal to see an American trying to buy children, but also how these two specific children and a brave, brave young girl really captured your attention. Can you share that with us? 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the story that you see in Sound of Have you seen the film yet? No, no, we're, no, we're no, supposed we to see it this week. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Okay, we can't wait. So, so um, but how, but how do you know about those two kids then? Because of listening to you talk about it before before okay. the movie came out about the, yeah that's was what it on Candace? I think you told you said it on uh, with Candace. I'm pretty sure. Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. And even just yeah. prior interviews, yeah. Maybe. So right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I correct. Yeah, sorry. I was yeah. thinking you're going to learn about two other kids in Sound of Freedom. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's another brother and sister that's, okay. that's, that you're going to see depicted there. Okay, okay but good. but I just, I realize now where you were going. So okay. Um, so yeah, uh, the very first mission we did you, you, in the Sound of Freedom. In fact, you'll see it shows just the first operations in Colombia. But the truth is, we had, there was two. We were bouncing back and forth in 2014. The other one is depicted in a documentary called um, Operation Two Saint. Um, it's, it will soon be depicted in, a, in Sound Freedom 2, by the way. They, they might start production based on the success we're seeing. They'll probably start productions to number two soon, probably this year. But when, when we, were, we were looking for a little boy, a little American boy of Haitian descent who had been um, kidnapped um, from the church where his father was the, the pastor, and we went looking for him, and we found one of those access points that people need to understand. I mean, if there's, if there's millions of children in the commercial sex trade or labor or organ harvesting, well, how do you get that many kids? How do you get that many kids in the market? Well, one way is after like, for example, after the earthquake in 2010 in Haiti, um, people, our orphanages started popping up, not registered, but it doesn't matter. No one's enforcing things in Haiti anyway. So you just gotta have a compound or a house that says happy, happy day orphanage or something, right? And what happens oh. is people, so imagine this little babies, in this case, there was a, a one and two year old who were crying over the dead body of their mom. And I, I don't know where the dad was already gone or something. And a nice elderly woman in, um, um, amidst the blood smoke and terror of the, in the aftermath of the earthquake takes these children, doesn't know what to do with them, but hey, there's an orphanage. Well, she takes the kids over there. There's always a nice woman there. That's usually how they work. And oh, I'll take care of your kids. Well, this is a trafficker. So kids are coming in. She, she'll later try to sell those two kids for $15,000 each because in the black market of, of child trafficking, it's, it's, it's worth it. That's people will buy it for that and they can make more or get what they want. So when we went looking for this little boy who was kidnapped, happened to be kidnapped just a few weeks before the earthquake. Um, by the time we got to the orphanage, those kids, you know, they, they had grown to be two or three years old. Um, and I mean, no, we don't know exactly how old they, they are. We, we don't have the papers, but, uh, we ended up going in doing a sting operation and, and they, they tried to sell me these two children. And I got to know them very well because I, I went to buy one and then found out he had a sister. And, and so I, I bought them both because she would not want, she didn't want to be separated. And I watched her protect him. And I had to tell her to don't worry, I'm on your side, even in the middle of the operation. So ultimately we, the whole place went down. It was all the kids, all 28 kids were rescued. And then I was telling my wife about these two kids. Um, this rescue happened on February 19th, 2014. And so on that night, I called my wife and I said, you won't believe this. You won't believe, you know, I have this, these kids here. And she's like, well, where's their mom? And I'm like, oh, you know, their mom's dead. That's how they got here. And she's just like, well, then I'll be their mom. And I'm like, well, that's probably not a good idea since we just quit our job and we have no money. And I don't, I don't know how long it's going to last. Um, but I, I don't know if you know this story, but just, you know, weeks earlier was when I had to make the decision to leave for the Columbia op and the Haiti op. And I wasn't going to do it because it was so scary. I have, I have nine kids now at the time I had six. Um, and it was my wife who said, you have to do it. She said, mm -hmm. I don't care if we end up living in a tent and we lose our house, we will not go to our maker and know that we could have done something about these kids in Columbia and Haiti. Mm -hmm. And I kept fighting like a coward, like, no. Um, and she ended the argument by telling me these words, and it's verbatim because it pierced my soul when she said it to me in the second week of December of 2013. She said, I will not let you jeopardize my salvation by not mm -hmm. doing this. Mm -hmm. wow. So I'm like, well, I guess we're doing it then. And then fast forward, <laughs> fast forward two months, now we're on February 19th, and I'm telling you about these two kids, and he says, I'm going to be their mom. I didn't want to go and I didn't want to get the salvation thing happening to, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to hear that again. 
So I'm just like, let's do it. So, so those, those kids, Colleen and Colleen, they've been home for, oh my gosh, probably almost close to five years now. They're now 13 and 12, happy as can be. And it's the greatest blessing because I see them every day. I'm home and they're happy and they're playing football. And Colleen mm -hmm. has a, has a, 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 a summer camp she does for kids and, and she's learning how to braid hair like Haitian style with a, with a mentor. Like they're so happy. And I know, I know definitively where they would be right now as orphans, especially in a trafficking orphanage, they'd be dead or being trafficked already. Yeah. And so so to, to look at them and say, so every kid could have this, every kid stuck in that hell, it, look what's possible. So right. that's what happened and started something called Children Need Families, which is a, you know, we, we facilitate the adoptions of, of orphans in high trafficking areas and then, you know, put that together with the operations from Operation Underground Railroad and the operations in the Nazarene Fund. So that's our goal is to create that kind of that kind of redemption for every child stuck in hell. And, you know, yes. we need to get bigger, but at least there's hope because there's no place we won't go. We've we've been everywhere. Well, just to clarify, too, for everyone, you know, you gave up the job that you have with Homeland Security and all the security that comes along with a job um, to start Operation Underground Railroad, but really to finish the mission that you were just referring to. Because help, help our listeners understand, when you're working for the government, there's restrictions, I guess, right, on, on you are following orders. Is that correct? And so at some point, they were telling you to pull back, but you knew you could go save the kids. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. I mean, the jurisdiction didn't reach to where I wanted to go. I, I was down there okay. to consult. I was down there to train. I wasn't down there to to launch into a, a, a deep dive undercover operation, but that's where okay. I was trending towards. And then, and in, in both instances, they said, come home. But in both instances, they said, you can't work, you can't work these cases. And so, um, and so- You knew you had to. The only way to do them was to quit. And, and, and all that is, yeah, that's, that's kind of where the Sound of Freedom film kicks off, right? That's yeah. yeah. what happens. Right. Well, and I think that's what, especially, again, just listening to you, I, I want to do everything I can to support you and all those who are doing the work that, you know, perhaps I can't go do or, or, or I'm not called to go do right this second. But I want to know um, how the listeners can support this effort. You know, if we can't go to checkpoints and help grab these children, if we can't go to other countries or to here, right here in the U.S., go to places and, and make a physical difference, what can we do, Tim, as, as, a, as a country to, um, you know, as citizens to help this cause and to help these children? How do we go put these children first? Well, right now, we just, if everybody would watch this movie, I think it's the best way to soften hearts. And so people mm -hmm. should go to angel.com forward slash freedom buy tickets for yourself and you can also pay it forward and buy other people's tickets that can't afford yeah. it and, and then people can come and collect those tickets it's pretty cool and so we want want two million people uh in the theaters this week representing those two million who are forcing commercial sex and and then you know in mid-july i'm going to work with angel studios and we're going to start talking more about different foundations um i made it a point to not put the oui rescue logo or symbol at the end of the film uh, because I didn't want to make it just about that because we're, we're great, but we're not the, we're not the end all solution for every kid. There's so many organizations out there. So I, I, I made some people mad, I think, at, at OUR, but I said, I know what will happen in this scarcity minded world of, of nonprofits. People will just walk. Oh, that's an OUR thing. No, this is not. This is a, this is a kid thing. It's a children thing. And there's many organizations we'd encourage people to support and whichever one kind of fits someone's interest or connects with them. Uh, but that's one way people can get involved. There's amazing groups doing amazing work all over the world. And they are, I mean, really the privatized, the public private partnership model is the model. We can do things governments can't do. Governments can do so much we can't do together. We can do everything. So people should really get behind changing laws, protecting children. Don't let this craziness happen in our country for hell's sake, like letting these kids just destroy their lives and become sexual beings based on the false idea of of, you know, of, of, of who kids are, that they're sexual beings or something. Mm -hmm. um, we need mm -hmm. to end this whole thing of, of normalizing pedophilia by changing the name to minor attracted persons. Yeah. So you can't integrate them into society. They, I hope that they get better, but they, you, you cannot put them in society with kids. There's so many things people can do. Um, but I think the first thing, the first ask is go see the movie 
God will then inspire you of which of those avenues to take afterwards. Um, Tim, I have two, two things real quick. Um, one, I wanted to, if you can tell the story, because I, I remember one of the podcasts, someone asked like how, and I think y'all even posted it, either you or our rescue, where it's like, how do you not want to kill these people? <laughs> not like, how do you maintain your faith? How do you not want to hurt um, these people that you are in these underground, you know, undercover, you know, situations, you know, where you are the buyer? That's one thing. And number two, I do want to address all the parents that are listening because it's even hard for us. And I know we kind of touched on this. It's easy to think it's to say, I can't even watch that. I, I don't even want to bring myself to go watch this, like to turn the other, you know, cheek or whatever that phrase is, because it's so it's hard. But I think what we all have to remember is the only way, the only way this is going to stop or if we're going to make any difference is to keep bringing awareness to it. And to, I feel like you we know, not just feel, that you bring such a light. And, and it's the more people that are giving you light, the more people that are supporting you and the, and all of these resources, that we've got to share this and spread awareness. You know, so that's another reason we wanted to have this platform. But I just, I want people, it's hard. Like I think you've said before, you're like, you may want to turn this off. You may not want to see it. And Sound of Freedom may not be as hard. Trust me, we wanted to see this before we had you on, but we just couldn't, we want to go together. And um, so we haven't been able to go together, but like, and, I just think it is dark and it is hard, but because it is that willful blindness, that cognitive dissonance where you don't want to believe there's this much evil. And trust me, like this is where we have learned. And it's like, once you know, you can't unknow, but then you also can't not tell people about it. Right. right. So just like addressing those two things, but like also just how your faith and just what you feel when you're in those situations, because it just gave me chills when you talked about it. Yeah, it's you have to shed innocence. You have to see things you don't want to see. Um but the, there's no other way. It's it's the sacrifice we have to give up so that kids can be rescued. There, n n those rescues aren't going to happen without pain and sacrifice of the rescuers. And everyone can be a rescuer. It doesn't mean you have to go undercover or, or be an operator. Just open your mouth and talk about it. Be willing to go watch the film. Mm -hmm. now, the film was designed for people to not run out of the theater. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> geniuses. Alejandro Monteverde, Rod Barr. Um, geniuses on how they did this. Um, because you're going to know what it is. You're going to cry. You're going to know what it is, but you're not going to ever see any footage of a child being hurt. Now, how mm -hmm. they pulled that off, only a genius could have figured it out. And they, and they did. They mm -hmm. also couched it in the thriller that it is. I mean, you, for a minute, mm -hmm. you, you're watching Taken. You know, you, you don't realize, you forget it's a true story. You're like, so it's, it's action packed that way. And it, it's all on purpose. I mean, these guys are true believers. Uh, they want to, they only make movies that will change the world for good. So they're trying to help people help themselves. They're trying to mm -hmm. help people learn about this without running out of the theater. And no one does. People, people walk out inspired. Yes, mad. Yes, hurt. Um, but also inspired that, look, there's a solution here. Uh, I was talking mm -hmm. to the producer. I worked on a project with the producer of Schindler's List, who won an Academy Award named Jerry Mullen. And he said that the, the only regret of Schindler's List, because remember that we all watched that film, right? Like mm -hmm. everyone had to see that movie. He yeah. said the only regret he had was he made the movie 50 years too late because it wasn't a movie mm. that you could say begins when you leave the theater. Cause what, what are you going to do? Go, you have a time machine. You can't go back. You, it's like, what are you going to do? Imagine if Schindler's List had been broadcast to the world in 1939 or 1940, yeah. it would, things would have been different. Mm -hmm. Okay. But here's here. We have a different situation. We get to have Schindler's List during the crisis. You know, mm -hmm. we this film is dropping while there's still time to rescue not just a few, but millions. But mm -hmm. it does require a sacrifice on our part, and not not just a seven dollar yeah. ticket, movie ticket, but it requires us to just put a little innocence on the altar, you know, yeah. and ask Jesus to take it because he'll he'll take it from you too and fill you with light so you can do this thing. But mm -hmm. but you have to be willing to to sacrifice. Um, to sacrifice some, some innocence. Um, but in the end, it's so worth it, right? The word Absolutely. even means, it doesn't mean giving something up. It means giving something up for something even better. And, and this is better. I mean, you feel inspired and satisfied and, and it's wonderful to partner with God and helping kids in, in, in whatever way you can. Um, yeah. And, that, you and had I, the first question I heard, yeah, Kristen, you had, you had a first question. 
Well, the other one was when you're sitting in there, you know, where, where I think somebody had asked you, like, how, oh, do, you do, your faith? how do you know that, like, you know, when you're just like, God, like, how could this, how could God let this happen? You know, a lot oh. of people have those questions when you know there's evil, like, and this stuff is happening. But when you said, I, I, I want you to say it because I don't want to mess it up. But it just, I remember hearing you talk about it, like when you're sitting in there and you just feel the light. So, yeah. yeah what's interesting, <laughs> yeah, what's interesting about doing that work, because you do want to kill him. Um, but if you kill him, the kids don't get rescued. But I, mm. I used to be asked a question a lot and I didn't know how to answer it because it didn't make sense to me. My answer would have made me look crazy until I realized what it was. But the question was, how do you sit toe to toe, you know, nose to nose with these guys and buy kids from them uh, and, and, and not just fall apart or, or reach out and destroy them? And I, my answer was, well, some of the lightest moments I feel like infused with like almost a godly light is in that very moment. But if I say that, you're going to think I'm crazy or somehow complicit or why am I feeling so good? But then I realized the more I studied and considered all the scriptural stories that we know and, and how God intervenes. And I started realizing that the light that I was feeling in those moments was the, was the, was angels. Like I'm unabashedly believe in angels. Uh, I, I've had too many experiences with angels. Like, and I don't care. They can call me crazy. I know it's not even a faith thing. And I know that the, 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 the highest concentration of angelic presences will be around children who are hurting. There, there, yep. There's no. And so if that trafficker is the last door before we can get to that kid, that's what I'm feeling mm. is mm. stay with us, Tim, stay with us. We're just get you through this last door and we'll take care of him later. Just get these kids out. And, yeah. and, so that's, and I think I, I want people to go into the, even the center of freedom with that understanding that, yeah. You will feel light even in the dark parts of the film because because yeah. because the angels are going to accompany you and, and, yeah. and God's going to direct you to do, you know, something afterwards. Like, again, I'll repeat the words of Alejandro Monteverde. He said that The Sound of Freedom is a movie that begins, really begins once you leave the theater. And that's mm. when people to be directed. Go find the route. It might not be who you are. It might not be the Nazarene fund. It might not be anything to do with me directly. It might be something totally different, but God will take you to it. And, and, mm. and I want it to be different. Sometimes. I want it to be, it has to be, everybody has to be filled with resources um, who yeah. are in this fight to end it. So that's why, yeah. again, I, I refuse to put the OUR logo at the end of the movie. I, yeah. I, I didn't want to do it because that would have limited our ability to, to, to rescue more kids. Right. Oh, right. So good. And, and Tim, if you don't mind us asking me this too, because it's been interesting to watch since 2020. And, and we were having this conversation earlier before we even chatted with you about how, why is it, like you said, why is it now? Why is it that everybody's now starting to go, oh, wait, this has been happening. But we also realized that the last few years have been an awakening of sorts. It was when I really believe that when we all sort of got put in this pressure cooker of circumstances, which was designed, I believe, really ultimately for evil, right? Which is um, to, con to control humanity, whatever the goals were, there was something weird, something was off and wrong. And we felt it and we started to ask questions. And then when we started to ask questions and we started to look at one thing, then it led to the, oh, okay, but what about this? And what about this? And what about this, right? And so many of us, I would say a whole millions of us now have our eyes blown wide open and we're like, oh, so this is how the world works. Oh, That's you know, right. and, it, and it's, it's so frightening. But I, I ask you this because then guess what happens, right? Then they politicize it. Is it left? Is it right? Which tribe do I ascribe to? Now, how should I see this? What's shocking to me is all these humanitarians who kind of seem to identify with the left trying to almost deny that this is a problem. Mm -hmm. I, it is a spiritual blindness or, or willful blindness or both. I'm not sure, but it's really concerning. And so I want to ask you because I believe our, we have listeners who would want to ask you this question. In the age of, you know, conspiracies, many of which, by the way, we've now seen were not conspiracy theories, they were actually facts. When people say, for example, we've heard about the drinking of children's blood, right? That, and then and, and Amy actually had someone ask her, like, you don't really believe that that happens, do you? And Amy's like, but it, can you speak some of the more outlandish things that people think there's no way that's true, that you can say, no, we know some of this is true. Can you kind of shed some light on that? Yeah. And like the organ harvesting, right? Yeah, yeah. organ yeah. harvesting. <laughs> Exactly yeah. right. So 2020 was this great awakening, 100%. Because you, you saw, and, and it's, it's bearing out, right? Just look what they're, look, just 
COVID and vaccines alone. It's bearing out. Like yep. you were called crazy mm-hmm. and a conspiracy theorist, and now yeah. you're absolutely on the side of truth. And the other mm-hmm. side is just kind of cowering away, like, well, let's forget that happened or something. Right. With, and, and the same can be said of the kids who were hurt through those yeah. stupid actions, right? But you're, you're, you're totally right. This, there millions of people on this journey. Son of Freedom was supposed to come out in 2020, but that was, I think God made sure we knew, yeah, you, that's your plan because 2020 is the awakening, but I got a better plan. Give me three mm-hmm. years, right? Yeah. And it was during those three years that people who were sort of waking up, this is the real woke. We'll call it awake awakening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where you're starting to realize things are happening that shouldn't be happening. Um, yes. Consp- there's, there's probably some conspiracies that go too far. And I, I think frankly, the pedophiles, the people who want to protect the, um, the industry are some of those mm-hmm. who are pushing the hardest to make it look so far crazy that you just uh-huh. the whole movement. Like for mm-hmm. example, you hear this word adrenal chrome. I'm not even sure what that means to different people, but do I know definitively beyond any doubt that children are kidnapped, taken, and their drug and their and their the blood is taken from their bodies and they're consumed by human beings? One hundred percent. It's not even of course, we're there. We have I have videos. I've seen these kids. We're taking care of these kids. Have, have are their hearts cut out? And yes, I, I have videos I've posted. In in fact, I just posted one a couple of days ago of a baby mm-hmm. factory where they're doing this to little babies. You watch, go watch it, break your heart. Yep. These little infants are being pulled out of the bag because we rescued them on their, mm. on their way to have their hearts cut up, cut out. So it is real. And, 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 you know, people who don't want it to be, who, who, who want to protect the industry, I think they're the ones who go super conspiratorial so that they, ha- so that they can give their friends and a reason to discredit the whole thing. And so mm-hmm. this is why we film everything we do. I have to, yeah. no one would believe the, the, the stories unless we, we film them and we're fighting and, and mm. we're trying to win now. I mean, we're, we're the, the silent majority, which is light is coming forth. There's, there's no yeah. other explanation for how we beat Indiana Jones this weekend. And we didn't even have a movie out yet. We literally beat Indiana Jones in the theater we are competing in with them. And yeah. they had a movie out and we didn't. How is that even possible? Because- I mean, <laughs> Beating Hollywood. You're beating Hollywood, Tim, which I think is also interesting because I think in some regards, Hollywood played a role in, in all of this, the sexualization of children. Oh, um, yeah. We've heard people say for years, pedophile rings are, run rampant in Hollywood. Is is that something that you know anything about? About I don't know, because you, you have the insider information of this kind of thing. Speaking of Hollywood... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, speaking I mean, of Hollywood, but isn't there kind of, I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, many people have come forward and, and, and talked about it. It's, it's harder, mm-hmm. of course, to infiltrate uh, networks that, that have a lot of power and money. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. But there, there's there. The evidence is there. And, of course, they, they why wouldn't they? I mean, they're the ones producing the, the material that leads to sex addiction, which leads to child, you know, exploitation and, and the mm-hmm. demand. So, yeah, yeah we're there. You know, they're not. There's a reason that this film took, God led it, of course, but it took five years to, 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 to actually see the light of day. There's a lot of people that want, they want this movie out. It's going to yeah. explode. Look what it's doing. It's, it's exposing. It's, it's way bigger than just an operation that happened in Cartagena, Colombia, or even a, a rescue that happened on the, on the border. This is, mm. this is everything we're talking about. This. Yeah. I hope, and I believe it will, it's going to be this light that's going to shine. It's going to say, protect children from yeah. all the attacks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I used to think that someday I would be able to stop doing this job because we maybe could rescue all the kids. I'm now worried that we might be out of a job because all the laws currently in place to protect kids are going to start uh, disappearing. Because yeah. how, that's where we're trending towards right now. Like, well, mm-hmm. that's what, you don't need to worry about kids and the material you give them. Pornography is good for them. So there oh. goes that law, right? Well, what kids can consent to have sex with kids, with adults. I mean, we've been fine with them consenting to gender, to, to mutilating their own genitalia for this long. How, why would we stop them? Stop there. It, it, that's just oh. as outrageous as having sex with a 30 year old or, or mm. the 13 year old kid can identify as a 20 year old. You can't tell them not to, because you've already told them it's okay to identify as anything and whatever, a furry or being in the wrong body. Mm. You know? And, and right. so this is what I'm talking about. The laws yeah. that used to protect children, they're going away. And the laws that protected parents from being the sovereign authority over their children's lives yes. are being ripped away. 
for the same Love reason. It. Washington, For the same reason. you could lose your kid if you don't gender affirm your 13 year olds. Like, mm. I, I, again, oh. I'm teenagers, you, you, have, you have experience here, you guys know that's a crazy time. They're not yeah. in any mood no. or condition to make no. any decision, even where they're going to hang out Friday night, let alone cut their genitals off. I mean, yes. and here we are saying that it's okay. And if you say it's not, mom and dad, we will take the child from you. This is, we're going into scary times and the light's yeah. got to get brighter. And I, I, I hope that this film does that, that builds the army and unifies those of us who see clearly and want to stand up mm. and protect children. Uh, and they can't even make macaroni and cheese. And then they're, right. but they're able to consent to this. Yeah, right. it's insane. It's, it, it makes no sense. And it is important. Tim, there's never been, that's one, one reason we exist as a podcast is we wanted to inform people, give them the evidence that we could find on a variety of topics. We wanted to inform them perhaps with things that they're not hearing in the news. And then we wanted to challenge them to use their voice and to speak out. For so long, so many of us have been quiet. We, we're polite. We don't want to rock the no. boat or we don't want to, you know. Not we're so far past that. No, we're done. Yep. We're done. We're done. You're seeing it. You're seeing it when the, with, the, with the Target and the Bud Light and the people the way now, people are changing how they shop. Why? Because you came for the kids. Because you came for the kids. Mm -hmm. And as much as I hate it, it's probably what is necessary to wake everybody that you know what up. That's because right. We have to put our money behind things like this movie, things like the organizations that go and do the work. And we have to put our voice out there so that That's people right. know it's happening. Because I, where's the mainstream? Tell, how many mainstream news outlets are interviewing you this week with the debut mm -hmm. of your movie? How many are interviewing you about it? Zero. Okay. I don't wow. think I've been one. Fox News, that's it. But one interview there, Sean Hannity, I think we want. But no, none, none. You know, it, what does that it, tell it's you? crazy. Because you got to understand something too. You, you, you said something that triggered a thought in me is that they're not having kids. So they're coming after ours. Yeah. To, to, to promote and grow their agenda, they need the future, but they're not having babies. They're, they're aborting their babies yeah. and encouraging others to. And they're like, uh-oh, who's going to, well, we got to go take the other one. We'll take everybody else's and we'll trick them. We'll give them awards for allowing their their, their babies to 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 you know dress up in in something they're not or dance with Ooh. pedophiles. I mean, we'll we'll give them awards and we'll give them uh, social media hits, and it's happening. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a it's a child trap. It's a parent trap, and. And uh, now's the time to to to, to rise up and, and shine light. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll say this too, Tim, because I know we got to let you go. But this is today before we interviewed you, I was talking with my mother about the, the movie because they were all going and we were talking about everything. And I said, you know, in the time where the world feels like it's gone to hell, it's just gone to hell in a handbasket with such a swiftness. It's moments like these and, and movements like these where I remember that a light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That a little mm -hmm. crack of light is what it takes to start to expose the deeds of darkness and who's behind it. And then to show us individually and collectively what we can do about it. You know, and it's like you said, go see the movie and then ask yourself, ask God, what, okay, what can I do to make a difference here? That's and our challenge. That's exactly the, the challenge to everybody. So thank you guys so much again, angel.com slash freedom, go buy your tickets. And when you walk out of that theater, let that be the beginning of the movie and do something. Oh, Amen. thank you so Just much. Said. Thank you Thank so much.
Oh, 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 oh,